Welcome to Business Leaders Coach, where we educate, enable, equip, and empower you to become the best leader that you can be. My name is Toya Shimbi, founder of Business Leaders Coach. And at Business Leaders Coach, we work with CEOs and their leadership teams, companies that are scaling up and want to accelerate their learning. On this podcast, I bring you practical steps that you can apply in your leadership today. We draw wisdom from some of the best business books, bring on guests and entrepreneurs and authors as well. You can go to businessleaderscoach.com forward slash podcast, subscribe so that we can send each episode and any templates or tools that come with these subsequent episodes. Welcome to part two on questions to help you develop a strategic plan for your business. Last time we talked about the four questions that we can ask to gain clarity around what we're trying to achieve. And if you haven't listened to that, definitely do, because that's going to really help you understand what we're going to be looking at today, because as we go in a bit more in depth, but I'll just quickly summarize. Uh, We've got the purpose question, which is why do we exist? Then we've got the core values question, which is what do we stand for? And then we had the vision question, which is what do we want to see? And then we had the goals question, which is how will we measure our success? Now, I did mention in the last episode that I am going to be taking questions from the book Playing to Win by A.G. Laffley and Roger Martin. Definitely a book that I would recommend that you (laughs) read and apply because, as I said in the previous episode, strategy gets talked about a lot, but it gets so confusing. And what I love about this application is all we need to do is to keep on asking ourselves these questions because by doing that, they will help us to gain clarity around our strategy. Now, Plain to win is based on five questions, but what I did in the last episode was I helped you to uncover the first question that they talk about in the book, which is what is our winning aspiration? And this question is covering or what we looked at in the previous episode, which is why do we exist as an organization and how do we plan to win with our customers? And it is a customer focused strategy to really help you ask how do we add value to our customers and so we've covered that in the previous episode and so today I want to focus on four questions but what I am going to do is I'm going to go slightly deeper to give you a bit more context about how this can really help you as you are planning your strategy no matter what size of business you might be you definitely find this really helpful And so I am going to walk you through four questions, but I'll be going a bit more in depth um, just to help you understand how you can make this practical for you. So let's kick off and let's start off with the second out of the five questions in play to win. And that question is, where will you play? And where will you play means what are the channels that you are now going to focus on? What direction? Who 
as your primary target, your primary audience. And there are different ways of how you can answer this. You can think about your customers and you can segment your customers, for instance, into demographics or, or different ways, um, suburban families or different ways of how you might want to categorize your customers. Or you might want to go through, we play in these channels. It could be B2B business or B2C. Or when it comes to online, it could be we focus on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram. Those would be your channels. So that might be where you play. It could be in the product space or it could be in the service space. It could be categories. It could be uh, geographically that you only focus on these local areas or it could be in the stage of production. There are different ways of how you can categorize where you want to play. Now, this is important because many times, a lot of times when we have, when we think we have a good idea, typically what people would say is this product or this service, everybody needs it. And the moment you hear that, you've got a problem because you might be right. You might actually have a global product, but you've always got to start somewhere. And it's through the traction of getting in a specific area of playing that you're going to gain momentum. And so you really shouldn't start off by saying everybody needs this. You should define who needs this product or service. And as I've said, you should be thinking in those categories. And if you can't speak to your audience and your audience hear you, then you haven't yet defined what the, the your area that you're playing in is. And so that's, a, that's an important part. Where will you play is the next phase that you need to uh, take your strategy through to say, we will focus in this area. It could be the type of businesses. If you're B2B, you could say it's companies from X number of employees to Y number of employees. It could be companies in this area of industry or that use this technology. You know, there just has to be something that you can uniquely target, especially in today's world and with all the noise that's going on, that your customer is going to need to know that you can add value to them. And so by knowing where you will play would be a good starting point. Now, you can always then cascade and move from one place to the next because you can start to add value in other areas as well. But as a strategy, you definitely want to make sure that that's something that you are clear on. So where will you play? Now, the third question out of the five is how will you win? How will you win? So where you're going to play is important, but if it's not combined with how you would win, then also you're not going to get much traction. Now, this is the actual strategic part that is really going to involve you knowing how you're winning customers over. And in the book, they don't necessarily use this term, the USP, unique selling proposition, but as I've researched this, uh, I think that's the main thing is that you've got to have something distinct that you are offering that is going to get your the attention of your 
prospects of your clients or your customers. And that's the strategic part where you can ask yourself the question, why do they use us or why would they come back to use us? Now, in the book, they actually just define it in two ways. It's either a low-cost strategy or it's a differentiation strategy. But I think that there are more nuances to that, which is that uh, it, price is not the only strategy. You should really be focusing on being different, especially in today's world. And I'm going to give you, based on my own research, different ways of how you can distinguish yourself in the marketplace, how to develop your unique selling proposition. There are some different ways that you can make your proposition to your customers. One of them, for instance, is your service level. Your service level. It's a kind if you especially if you're doing a, more of a service approach, if you are selling a product, you can still add this as well. But something, for instance, like convenience. When you think about Amazon, what they have done is that they've made it so convenient for you to use their services. They will come and deliver it, maybe even on the same day. They've really thought that through. That becomes a unique selling proposition. I don't even have to leave the house and I would use their services. So in your case, it could be location if you are selling a service or product in the local area and it could also be how you deliver that service or product it could be partly done by through mobile for instance easy ordering availability or the payment terms uh, any kind of additional service that might come with that so your service level could also mean the speed as we've said which is that if you think about amazon they potentially can deliver something on the same day or you could also add some additional training or education that comes with a product. I bought a planner the other day and it came with a little small book and there's a video about how to use the planner. And I thought that's that's interesting. They're educating their customers on how to make the most of this planner. So there are little things that you can do, but that can actually make you stand out as different. You could also in this whole proposition, eliminate the risk out of the purchase. You can offer money back guarantee, but I think many people are doing that these days. But you can actually say use it for free for a certain time and then only then you can pay. There are different ways of how you can position yourself in the marketplace to be unique. You can offer and educate your prospects on the quality of what you use or how you improve the quality of the service more than the average, especially if it's a service business. Uh, if it's a, an issue of security, you can leverage on how you provide greater security. So you can see that there are different ways of how you can differentiate your product or service. And the main thing is you just have to mention it. By mentioning it, obviously, you have to follow through on it, but that can make a big difference of how you stand out in the market place. Obviously, pricing is another strategy. So, yes, low cost could be a strategy, but you could also become be the highest, the most expensive, and you need to have your reasons, and, 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 and that could be an educational piece to 
educate your primary customers of why they should select you and why it costs a certain amount. So there's no problem with that when we talk about a pricing strategy. It could be a fixed price. It could be uh, ways of how they pay for this um, service or product. All these could be elements of how you will win your customer. When you think about Google, the fact that we were all using Google products before perhaps we first of all even paid anything, that's an incredible strategy. So there are many ways of how we can answer the question, how will we win? I've given you a few to think about. If you are running a business with a team, this is the kind of thing that you need to pull your team together and run a kind of workshop on what is our competitive advantage. And if you have customers already, let me tell you, don't waste too much time. Go to your customers and ask them, why do you use us again and again? And nine times out of 10, your customers will be the one to tell you what makes you unique and why they use you. Now, our next question is, what capabilities must we have? So in order to be able to fulfill on those promises in your strategy of how you will win, you do need to ask yourself the capabilities that you have either already in the business or that you need to have in order to fulfill that promise. And that could be an issue of technology or it could be uh, manpower. I know that there are certain companies, for instance, from what I understood, Southwest Airlines look for people that demonstrate empathy. And so in their selection of recruitment, they're, they're looking for people that demonstrate empathy so that they come with those values already and so that they have the capability of showing empathy to their customers as they're taking their flights. Also, they will look for other things as well. So your core values, and that's this is one of the reasons why having your core values defined and with, with clarity can help you find people that would join you to execute on your strategy. And if it's part of your capability, then you already have it in-house. Or as I said, it could be a certain technology that's needed, certain programs that you need to have in place in order to be able to fulfill on your promise. So what cap capabilities must we have if we are to execute on this strategy? And then finally, what management systems do we need? So, and this is the last out of the essential questions. It's about management systems that build, support, and measure a strategy. Typically, organizations often neglect this last question, but it is crucial because without supporting structures, the strategy will simply be a wish list that may or may not amount to anything. And this is where the whole idea of systems and processes reinforce behavior. Systems are rules, norms, processes, and measures that tell you how well the strategy is working. So, for instance, they could include budgeting processes, a strategic review from a certain amount of time, uh, the performance metrics. In some specific examples, it could include like an MPS, um, the 
customer relationship management system that is being used to reinforce the training that is used to reinforce it could be a referral program it could be anything that is a cadence that's a system that's a rhythm that needs to be managed and this is the reason why you know organizations should be having weekly monthly quarterly meetings around the strategy so that the strategy is more like an agile project and if they have set clear goals and expectations and are measuring the right things, then you can see how the strategy is not just something that you do at the beginning or the end of the year, but actually is a living and breathing strategy that gets looked at and it also gets altered because of iterations, but it will be alive and it should align to the purpose of the business, the vision of the business, the core values of the business, and then you can see that the goals are connected to these three areas so that everybody is working on something with a lot of meaning. And this is the reason why this is an important part of it for any leader to have a strategic plan that gets cascaded down right down to the individual performer. And without all these elements that I've just mentioned, you'll find out that there really can't be so much alignment for the individual contributor to know what he or she is focusing on and how does it contribute to the bigger goal. When I've consulted, coached and trained different managers and leaders, this always seems to be the missing piece. And typically what happens is a team leader would just go off on his or her own with his team members or her team members and create their own strategy, which is good, but it perhaps isn't aligned to the overall big picture. And so if you are a leader of an organization, then first and foremost, as a high priority, it will be wise for you to clarify what your purpose is, why you exist. It will be wise for you to clarify what your vision of your business is? Where do you see yourself in the next year, three years, five years, 20 years, whatever that might be? And is it a compelling vision that really wants people, that you that can compel people to want to work with you and take that journey with you? And what are the guiding principles? What are the core values, the, the way you behave, the things that you stand up for and the things that you don't tolerate within that organization? Are they clear? If, uh, if they are not, then you'll find it challenging to find people that believe in what you're trying to uh, create and also to take that next level journey with you. You need to have those things in place and then define how you're going to win with your customers and how you're going to measure that. As we looked at uh, last episode about the balance scorecard, that is no longer just the revenue that you should be looking at but all the other aspects as well. So there you have it, questions that you can use to develop your strategic plan. We've looked at this in two parts. And in this episode, I've given you four additional questions, even though, as I've said, that the plane to win has five questions, which is starts off with what is our winning aspiration? And that entails why you exist and the four things that we looked at in our previous episode in part two, part one of this episode. And today we've looked at four additional questions. Where will we play? 
that's an important part of this strategy and you need to really know who your target audience are how will we win how do you take that what's called your unique selling proposition into the marketplace and how do you win over customers and then what capabilities must we have what resources do you need to have whether it's the capability of the people or it's the technology or the the, the know-how of how you're going to execute on this strategy and finally what management systems do you need in order to make sure that there is a an ongoing conversation that can manage the system that helps you to implement the strategy so this is toyoshin b for business leaders coach i hope you found this helpful Go to businessleaderscoach.com for more podcasts just like this. Please share with your friends. And I look forward to speaking to you in our next episode. Thank you. Mm -hmm.